joining us. Don't look behind you. <laughs> Welcome to Bruise Clues. I almost forgot the name of our podcast. Bruise Clues. It's <laughs> been a minute and we're so glad to be back recording. How have you been? I've been good. It's it's holidays, it's vacations, it's life. I don't know. I don't know. But There's a lot going on. There's a lot. We have a bunch of episodes saved up. We have some we need to re-record now that we know somewhat what we're doing that so you don't have to listen to us in a tin can. Mm-hmm. That's a work in progress. It is. We're, and so, we're making it good. We're making it right. We're making it right for you listeners. Yes. Because I hate, I have tried listening to random podcasts and if the the quality of the audio isn't there, if it's I, too I tinny, can't. It's yeah. very difficult to listen to. So we hear you. We hear you. We're responding accordingly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. So, we're getting ready for the holidays around here. Lisa has all of her holiday decor up and makes me so... I feel so jealous. This is not even half of it. Holy cannoli. I'm not even... I haven't (laughs) even begun. Christmas cannoli. (laughs) This was the first day where I just... November 1st, sweaty, running... Because it's Florida, so I'm going to be sweaty in the attic. Well, that's... But I was too excited just running up there switching boxes and lucy wanted the tree so lucy's six and she wanted to put up the tree she threw on her hat and she's taking things out going jingle bells jingle bells oh my god she lily couldn't care less she was like whatever i'm excited about christmas but lucy and me we were like yeah oh and that i have a surprise for us are you ready yes really (laughs) <laughs> get out with her <laughs> she's la, 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 snacks la, la, in here la, la, la. i'm so hungry can i eat that now you could eat it now oh my we God. have a little debbie i've not had christmas trees years. are you kidding me uh, no i don't i don't eat these but i, I do now this is the only one i eat and they probably all taste the same Girl, it's the same I'm recipe but you know what immediately amazing i'm coming to eat here it all the time listen okay that is the sound of a Christmas tree, little Debbie, and we're not telling anyone about it except okay, you. Well, take a bite phone. and tell me what you okay. think because you haven't had it in so long. I had one like yesterday, so <laughs> <laughs> I just think it tastes okay. Like Christmas. here we go, tastes like a Hallmark movie. Wow, that's beautiful. It is. Isn't I it? love it. It's so sweet. It pairs great with this beer and cakey. Yeah. The icing. I'm gonna take one more bite. Because I've got to record. I mean, and I've got to tell my story here. Yes. And uh, I saw on Pinterest you could do some kind of, you take these and you mash them up with Cool Whip and you make like a Christmas tree cake dip. Aww. But then I'm like, what do you dip in it? So you're just taking cakes, basically. You take those uh, cinnamon pitas, pita chips. Oh, pita chips would be somewhat healthy. Yeah, Yeah. because people had spreads with like Oreos and gingerbread. I'm like, yeah, this is all great, but I have high blood pressure and high cholesterol. And I'm trying not to die. I mean, don't die. I'm on medication. Don't die over dip. (laughs) I mean, unless unless it's Christmas tree dip or buffalo chicken dip, I'm willing to maybe risk it. Not that dip. Correct. Not your Christmas dip. I'm I'm with you in the buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. Girl, I would bathe in that. Gosh. Ooh. Okay. Love me some buffalo chicken. I'm I'm gonna, I'm yum, gonna yum, make yum. some. Okay. Next time, next recording. Ugh, We're just gonna I'm do pairings. So hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. All right. Let's uh on to the story and Love it. try and calm okay. ourselves down. All right. Okay. Here we go. Let's get started. A few years ago, I went to visit a friend in upstate New York. 
one day we took our bikes out and rode from her grandparents' house. They had a house in their family they'd had for, for eons. And we were staying in that house. And so we took these bikes out and we rode to some cherry tree fields close by to pick cherries. It was a gorgeous summer day and we felt so free riding around the quiet roads without a car or person around for seemingly miles and miles. That speaking of Hallmark movies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It felt like that. I mean, just two girlfriends riding around, laughing, having a great time. The summer sun was out. We just felt so free. That feeling should be something every young woman has access to with the knowledge that the only danger she may encounter is a flat tire or some sudden summer rainstorm. But the story I have today didn't end in a cherry field or back at a family member's house after a long bike ride. And these stories are what pull us into true crime. How do we stay safe when something as innocent as a bike ride could go so terribly wrong? Our story takes place in Delta, Ohio. Delta is a village located in the northwest corner of Ohio with a population of 3,316 people. Known for its vast cornfields and small town feel, Delta boasts a rich history, friendly people, and beautiful scenic vistas. And it's one of those places where true crime does not exist. We all know those places. You don't lock your doors. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows everyone. Yeah. And especially not violent crime. Mm -hmm. So in the afternoon of July 19th, 2016, Sierra Jogan left her grandparents' home where she was staying while on summer break from her time at the University University of Toledo's Junior College of Business. Sierra took the road on her took to the road on her purple road bike and headed over to her boyfriend Josh's house a few miles from her grandparents' home. Sierra was bright, beautiful, smart. She was young, 20-year-old at the prime of her life. And she was described by friends and family as the life of the party and super ambitious. Sounds like she lit up the room. It's possible. She lit up the room. She did. Yeah. She did it well. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Sierra's bike ride of about six miles over to her boyfriend's house that day was uneventful. Other than being super hot from the ride, Sierra didn't mention anything out of the ordinary when she arrived. She spent a little bit of time with her boyfriend and then decided it was time to bike back home. Remember, it was a six-mile bike ride. so Mm -hmm. And it was in summer, so it was hot. A bit of a trek, yeah. So Josh was admittedly old school. And he insisted on riding his motorcycle alongside Sierra as she pedaled home. Good on you, Josh. Yep. He actually took a video of the two, quote-unquote, biking together that evening and posted it to social media. He was making a joke saying, we're going on a bike ride, and he's on his motorcycle, and she's actually pedaling. It's pretty cute. That joke, because everybody at the brewery had bikes, like bike, real bikes. And yeah. I was like, let's go have a bike club, guys. <laughs> I, I feel you. you he know. did the same thing. It was super cute. Aww. So the video is short, but he shows Sierra grinning and riding her bike alongside Josh, who was on his motorcycle. Note to kids, please don't selfie and drive. Be safe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag put the phone down. Correct. So about halfway to Sierra's grandparents' house, she told Josh to head back home, and she was fine. <laughs> she was <laughs> Stop taping me, Josh. I'm sweaty. Josh. I want to get home. I love you, but please back down. 
And so he listened to her about another mile down the road. So he decided to turn around. Before he left her, he kissed her goodbye. He told her he loved her and asked her to text him when she got home. That was the last time he would see Ciara alive. Wait, was it dark by the time she left his house around 7 p.m.? So it's summertime. So no. So no, it wasn't. Yeah. It's like dusk. Right. And but it wasn't dark. This was Ohio, right? Mm -hmm. So we were in Michigan and it didn't get dark until almost 10 Mm o'clock. It was crazy. Like it would, it was definitely very bright at seven. Yeah. So I mean, I, I assume it's probably about the same, maybe a little bit. Less less bright, but yeah, still exactly yeah. yeah. So, so it was she was still good. Light it, wasn't, out. it wasn't pitch black on these roads. Correct. And- yep. And he went with her halfway, more yeah. than halfway, actually. Mm-hmm. So around nine p.m. that evening, <clears throat> Sierra's mom was driving by her parents' house. Remember, Sierra was staying with her grandparents. Yeah, and that was just because of the room they had an extra room at her at their house versus her mom's house. So mm-hmm. her mom lived right around the corner. And this is where she grew up and stuff. And yeah. she just wants. Okay. Yeah. So around 9 p.m. that evening, Sierra's mom was driving by her parents' house and noticed the Sierra's bedroom was dark. Normally, that time of night, Sierra would still be awake and the bedroom light would still be on. Around the same time, Josh noticed Sierra hadn't texted when she arrived home. Thinking that was odd and uncharacteristic of her, he tried calling her phone. Her phone was going straight to voicemail. Feeling more concerned, Josh called Sierra's mom and explained that he hadn't heard from her since he was since he saw her last and wondered if she was okay. Sierra called Sierra's mom called her parents and asked if they could check the bedroom where Sierra was staying. They checked the bedroom, they checked the house, the yard, and the barn where she would have parked her bike. And the fact that it, this not even much time has passed and Josh is on it is amazing. Like he has her family's numbers. Yeah. They're all calling yeah. around looking for her. This was so quick that they realized something was wrong, yeah. not like her, and they're on it. This is so great. I mean, stand it's not guy. great, but no, it's great guy. that she has so much love and people yeah. that people looking out her. for. Her. Yeah. And new things that were uncharacteristic of her. Right. This is I mean, what if we she all, normally turned her phone want. off or like ghosted him or something, it would be out of the ordinary but yeah if i go to my car and trey feels like something's wrong i want him to do the same thing <laughs> like i want him immediately to be like listen something's up yes yeah so couldn't find her they looked everywhere so then the police were called and the search party began the first item found was her bicycle about half of a mile from where josh had left her that's where they found the bike mm, that's never good So this is summertime in Ohio. The corn was tall and green and a bike was set back a few rows from the road. So it was Mm. it it was in the corn. It was in the corn. The police actually noticed that a couple of the corn stalks Mm -hmm. were smooshed Mm. down and in a full perfect row. They noticed that. And so they thought Mm. to look there and they found her bike. That's the most terrifying thing. Was somebody waiting in the corn or did somebody push her in the corn? Yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we lived in a small town in Michigan. And this brings me to I did so many runs on a dirt road along cornfields and just along like farms and stuff. And 
just so many things like this. Like I, I would jog. I was training for a half marathon that I did in Detroit and I did 12 miles around this super tiny town. So I went everywhere and some of it was remote. Yeah. And this you is shouldn't crazy. be you shouldn't. afraid to do I that. I felt great. That's I normal. I felt so wonderful. And yeah. besides dying. Uh, besides the fact you're running. Besides the fact that I <laughs> so just, sorry, honey. I had to, to like get, get to the tree, get to the stop yeah. sign now. <laughs> That's how I run. <laughs> One foot in front of the other. <laughs> Don't fall place forward. Besides that, once I did it, I'm like, I'm freaking awesome. Look at me. Yeah, can't touch me. Yeah. But the fact, yeah, just you're enjoying nature, just being outside on a nice day, you should yeah. just should be able to relax into you it. You should. Yeah. I don't like this. So they found her bike in the corn. A struggle was also noticed near the bike, along with trace amounts of blood and a motorcycle track. A few other items were found near the bike, a pair of men's sunglasses, a screwdriver, and further away, a motorcycle helmet. Not Josh. So Josh was interviewed soon after the bike was found and the motorcycle tracks were discovered. But he was quickly ruled out as a person of interest. I mean, he seems so sweet, but that could be an act because what are the odds that he wanted to ride with her home so nothing happened and then she convinced him to turn around and then something actually happens? I mean, yeah, the odds are probably good, but well, we're it's thinking always like your partner. They always look at your partner, right? Yeah. As a, a, but it, it was not Josh, everyone. Okay. So yeah, he's cleared. So his motorcycle helmet was accounted for and he had a solid alibi for the rest of the evening. Okay. So Josh was, I wanted to put that super early so in still, the story. Good on you, Josh. Yeah. And he was very cooperative. And the fact that he like is calling everybody he called immediately. Everyone. Yeah. He's just yeah. concerned. He was on top of it. So the investigators then took to the areas around where the bike was found, canvassing neighbors and locals for more information and possible leads, or if anyone knew anything. They eventually interviewed a man by the name of James Worley. I don't like his name. No. A local man who lived about two miles from where her bike was left. Probably in the cornfields. Like, I could just see him, like, probably wearing a plaid shirt. (laughs) He doesn't have hair, but he has hair, like, around his head. Oh, quite the imagery. He might have glasses and a mustache. Is this Clue? Does anyone have guys with glasses and mustache? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like in movies, like 80s, 90s movies, like Creepers. Yeah. The full on with, like, the circle big glasses. Super big glasses. Yeah, exactly. Also, just... I. We said Jeffrey Dahmer earlier, and I just have that in my head. So maybe glasses are sticking in <laughs> my head. Stalker, Night Stalker imagery. Yeah. Okay. No, not Night Stalker. Jeffrey Dahmer. I know, but Night Stalker also, didn't they have the sketch of his, like, glasses were super big, I think. Did he have glasses? I can't remember. I For some reason, that's just in my head. Oh, we got to no. look it up. Okay. We'll look it up. Okay, she'll do that, and I'll be looking stuff up. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not relevant to the story at all. That's fine. That was a total tangent. <laughs> nope. And we're back. All right. They eventually interviewed a man by the name of James Worley, which we don't like that name, a local man who lived about two miles from where her bike was left. James seemed particularly interested in talking to the police. He opened up and shared that he had been in the area the night of Sierra's disappearance. He stated his motorcycle had broken down and he stopped in that area to fix his bike so he could make it back home. So get this. This is wild. Mm -hmm. Another witness 
interviewed by police, noted a white panel van speeding through the area the same night. They had the foresight. Everyone, turn up the volume. They had the foresight to take down the license plate number. And it turned out to be Orly's van. <gasps> Wild. Well, I don't know about you guys, but anytime I see a white van, I take down the license plate number. Wild. What are you guys doing in there? Well, Why just, can't we see? Where are the windows? It's a small town and one van goes spe- speeding down the road. And Why are you in such a hurry? wrote down the license plate? That is wild. I'm sorry. That is wild. It is. Someone had a pen. I can never find a pen. <laughs> <laughs> and a piece of paper. I could never find a pen. Where's the goddamn pen? Okay, but when the circumstances call for it, maybe they didn't even have a pen. Maybe it was that suspicious that it stuck out to them. It must because have been. There I would was, love to talk to this person. There was a time where we were having a birthday party and somebody kept stopping, like slowing down at the house in front of the kids. Turned out it was just somebody we know that knows the kids. It's like it was like an uncle of one of the kids okay. or something. Yeah. So not at all Still. creepy, but we didn't we couldn't see him at first. Yeah. We didn't know the car at first. Right. But I rem- I could still tell you the freaking license plate, which I'm not going to say. But when something is off, you're just like, boom, you got it. It's just I'm 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 just so impressed by that fact. I mean, that is crazy though that somebody. <laughs> I mean, if you see a white van speeding though, like. A white van just speeding. A white panel van speeding. I don't know. It just blew my mind. It's such a detail that like... Did they have like... It's not an ice cream truck. Where is he going in a hurry? Like, what is he doing? Yeah, but I mean, to write it down? I don't know. I'm not that person. I, I am I not know. that person. I can't if even I tell you... If I anybody that I don't like... The person that's who checked me out at the Publix this morning looked like. I'm not that person. Please don't ever ask me to come and testify on the witness stand. I will not know anything well, i won't even know why i'm there are you trying to be that person being a true crime person like you're trying to like mold your mind to remember i'd, I'd like to i'd like to have those sketches. instincts yes you need to remember i like, would love to have those instincts i just know that i don't but to have okay so i think a while back super long tangent just skip ahead 30 seconds i also have a quick okay yeah but wasn't it that long ago i i just told us about a story in tampa when i was there and there was a white van i didn't write down the the license plate and that was extremely suspicious yeah but you guys were also drinking and you were with your friends that intoxicated yeah but you had people around and you're being very sweet i need to do better just say do better do better do better do better stop people lighting up rooms and trusting everybody (laughs) stop Stop it. Do better. I should do better. I feel so bad reading this, like thinking, my gosh, I I had an opportunity to write down a white panel. Yeah. That was being suspicious. But what do we even so I guess you just write it down and then if anything comes out in the news, they then kept you, it? that's what the you, other thing. Like how do you know to turn it in? What do you say to police? You just write it down Wild. and say I don't like this van. I have a feeling. I'm just telling you guys this little <laughs> you must have to keep threw it. me down a a tailspin because I'm, just, I'm like yes I had all the questions I was like where did where did they find a pin they were speeding how did they follow them how did they see it in a flash if they were speeding where were they speeding by did they have a piece of paper handy uh, did they keep the paper I'm so confused. in suspicious folder 
I need to create a suspicious folder. You know what I'm getting you for Christmas is a little notebook where you could write down <laughs> with a white van on it and be like, God, where's my white van notebook? Like, like Scooby-Doo. Merch. Yeah. Right here. Merch. Merch. Trademarked. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't Stop it. Do. Stop it. Uh, white van. White, white van. van. <laughs> Notepad. <laughs> License plate numbers. Oh, my gosh. Okay. okay. It's better to be safe. But yes, I am very... I forgot what I was going to say. I said... No, but I'm going to... You make something up so I can finish this Christmas tree. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's a lovely night. Oh, boy. She forgot. Okay. I forgot. It's totally back. did. Okay. <laughs> Let her eat the Christmas tree, people. Let her have this okay. indulgence. I, I need another beer. So they had the foresight to take down the license plate number, and it turned out to be Worley's van. And remember, Worley's story was that he had his motorcycle out, and his motorcycle was breaking down, and that's why he was on that same road. So based on DNA at the scene of her bike, and the witness's statement about the van, they found both Worley's DNA and, and Sierra's DNA at the scene. And the, the statement about the van, the police had enough evidence to search his property. And this is when the story turns into a nightmare. It's so crazy. Turns so then I guess just if it came out on the news that something happened, they were they probably just took it down. I'm still stuck on the license plate. They probably just took it down saying better safe than sorry. It's and then wild. if something came out, they were like, oh, suspicious. Yes, I bet I'll turn this in. And then boom, See? connection. That's wild. You guys, this is why we do this. Like do write down license plates. Yeah, I'm going to do better. <laughs> Upon searching a barn on Worley's property, Authorities discovered a hidden room. <sighs> I just have to sigh. Like, please don't do, guys. Please don't. Okay, a hidden freaking room. Like this is, guys, serial killer one hundred and one. That yeah. they're like, oh, okay, this watch this, guys. This yeah. is my dungeon. This reminds just me of this. the lovely bones. Did you see that or read that? No. It was. Well, I don't want to spoil. Spoiler alert. Skip ahead. It's, it's so sad. It's about like a girl in the neighborhood at one of her neighbors or something. Somebody, I think it's her neighbor, but somebody she knows. He ended up like in a field on her way home from school, had a hidden room Ugh. and was like, gross, come down and Ugh. okay, killed her. But yeah, just hidden rooms. I don't know. Just yeah. Don't do it. Don't have uh, available visible rooms. So upon Serial killers are like, no, thank you. <laughs> like not to do so upon searching the barn, they discovered a hidden room where they found several pairs of women's underwear, some of which had blood on them, restraints, and under some wood panels on the floor, inset into the floor of the barn, they found a carpet-lined freezer with the interior stained with blood. It was like a deep freezer. Yeah. But he had carved out a hole in the floor of the of the barn and inset this freezer oh, into so the floor. Like so the whole built freezer, in almost like yes, he made it built into in the floor, insulated and carpet lined and the carpet had blood on it. But there was nothing in it. When they opened it up, nothing was in there. Okay. Just the car- just the blood soaked carpet. Oh, oh, my God. They also found blood on Worley's motorcycle as well as zip tie restraints. So he literally had zip ties pre-tied, yeah, and a ski mask in his truck. 
Sierra's DNA was found on a piece of duct tape and on an inflatable mattress found in the barn. So this was enough. This was just enough. Period. This was enough, enough. to this was throw enough. him in the freezer yeah. and lock it Absolutely. and call it a day. So this was enough for police to arrest Borley. And the same day they made their arrest, they found Sierra's body. Wow. Sierra was discovered in a shallow grave along County Road 7, a few miles from Worley's property. She was hogtied. This is a little graphic. She was hogtied, had a large plastic toy in her mouth, which functioned as a gag, and was wearing an adult diaper. Ugh. Her cause of death was determined to be asphyxiation caused by the gag, and there was no evidence of sexual assault. So he did it just to do it. Like he liked the fear or something. Potentially, or he had planned to do more and she just asphyxiated. Yeah. Yeah. Or there was somebody that came upon them almost. Yeah. Who knows? So during the trial in which Worley pleaded not guilty, of course, piece of shit, Mm -hmm. a previous victim of Worley testified. Her account of Worley's attack on her had very similar elements as Sierra's. She testified that in July of 1990, Worley ran her down with his truck, threatened to kill her if she didn't come with him, and held a screwdriver to her neck. At that time, he was sentenced four to ten years, but only served three years and was was released early. Wow. Good behavior. Yeah. Yeah, he's such a good guy. Great behavior. I'm just, I'm trying, like, when you were saying that, I was trying to picture in my head, because where else do you picture? Stop. (laughs) Stephen. Trying to picture just walking and having that happen. Can you imagine if somebody pulls up next to you and starts yelling those things? No. I don't know what I would do. Or tries to hit you with a car or, or... In this case of Sierra, they... I don't know if my mind would work that fast. It'd be like, what the hell's happening? I think of the fight or flight or freeze. Yeah. I would freeze. I think I'm more of a freeze person just because I'm like... I don't know what I would do. I just don't know. I don't know. And in the case of Sierra, they believe that he hit her over the head while she was biking by him with mm-hmm. his motorcycle helmet. So she... she was, DNA on the oh, so she might have not even seen him coming. I mean, potentially, maybe she saw him and, like, just biked near him, you know, thinking he was just broken down. Uh And, yeah. So, Worley's case, the case with Sierra, was weak at best. And the jury was quick to turn around a verdict of guilty. Capital punishment was on the table, and the judge sentenced Worley to death. After years of appeal, he finally appealed, his final appeal, excuse me, was denied by the court. And and an execution date of May 20th, 2025 has been set for Worley. Oh, so he's still alive. So we could still talk shit to him. Yeah. Hey, listen up. Just based on your name, we knew that you sucked at life. Get him. You're awful. (laughs) Get him. Get him. Get him. You will never have a Little Debbie's Christmas tree. Oh, my God. They're delicious. I'm almost done with mine. You. (laughs) I'm almost done. Will never. Experience. Know the magic of Christmas. Why? Unless unless it was his last meal to request, this would like, be really weird. This is like Santa Claus talking shit. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> All right. You she, will have coal in your stocking, sir. Wow. Thank you. She, this Christmas spirit is sitting next to me. I feel it. <laughs> okay. So the best way to fight darkness is with light. 
And that's what Sierra's family has done since she was taken from them in 2016. So I want to tell you about Sierra's law. So after the murder and trial, Sierra's family and other activists came together with their community. And they worked to put into place a way to warn public the public of offenders in their area. Uh-huh. So they is felt that the like registry that we have now? It well, in their area, this is they introduced so they introduced Senate Bill sixty seven, Sierra's mm-hmm. Law. And it was put together in twenty seventeen. And the bill was intended to allow the public to search on a website for offenders with the qualifying convictions similar to sex offender a registry. So it's similar oh, to that. Okay. But it's more I think it's more violent. If any crime. violent or yeah. anything. After several hearings with some opponents, such as the ACLU, argued that the bill did nothing to protect the public, the bill was changed so that residents must visit the local sheriff's office to request a search to be performed. Oh, God. How dare you? Like, it's the Internet. Give us access to everything because that's what it's for. Yeah. In November of 2017, Sierra's law was introduced in the Ohio Senate as Bill Senate Bill 231. Sierra's mother spoke before legislature legislators in November 2018, urging them to pass the bill. It was passed on December 6, 2018, and signed into law on December 19th, and it went into effect March 20th of 2019. So I'm, you know, what do you do with all that pain? I don't know. But this is actual physical things that they did. They had, they have a scholarship fund. They've put together a ton of memorial stuff for her. It just, you can feel the pain reading this story mm, and yeah. going through this. And our hearts really go out to their fa- to her family, to Sierra's family. We it's, know she's in a better place. It's beautiful that they were able to find a silver lining in it. And I think in any of these stories, when the families just turn their pain to rage and then to action i feel like that's kind of a process but that who knows if any of us went through like what it would be i think you know if you just lay in bed it's fine i think we said this before like if you just lay in bed and you get up and shower that's also fine you're a rock star you're doing awesome yeah but the families that you know just try and turn something positive into it it's it's great yeah And that's the story. I loved it. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Second beer. Hey, no big deal. (laughs) Which one do I talk about? There's so many. I'll talk about this one. I have Wicked Weed Brewing. What is this? Perrin? Perrin. Oh, wait. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Perrin, but then it says Perinicious. Pernicious. 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 I don't know. It's It's an IPA from Wicked Weed Brewing. Thank you very much. It's lovely. I don't like the super bitter IPAs. I can't do too... I People say too many hops, but it's not the hops that make it bitter. It's I don't like the IBUs being too high. Hops are fine, different tastes of hops. But I feel like the IBUs on this have to be... Are they low? Somewhere below. I don't know what it is, but it has to be somewhere below like the 60 range because I don't typically go it. higher than that. Yeah, so. Nice. I like it. Okay, cool. I've got as well with cakes. Christmas tree cakes. Everyone that I finished, mm-hmm. devoured in the telling of that story. I've got Tropical Beer Hugs. It's an Imperial IPA from Goose Island Beer Company. Zach, if you're listening, all of this beer is from your beer fridge. 
9.9%. <laughs> so thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> it's more. a beach vacation for your taste buds. I, I feel like that's a stretch. I mean, it's very good. I think it's it's very drinkable. It doesn't taste like it's 9.9%. So anytime that occurs, cheers to you. Yes. You know. But you don't – it's also not one you'd want to drink at the beach, right? No. No, I no, I'd want to have like a, a salsa or a light beer. I yeah, feel like. I think that's a that's a bit of a swing and a miss. Maybe my taste buds are at the beach, but even then, you know. But but yeah, I mean, it's a cute can. It's pretty. It's mm-hmm. very it draws your eye in, and overall, it is. It's, it's like it's teal. Pretty, it has a bear on it with he's sunglasses. Got sunglasses. He's cute. Yeah. So anyway, it's drinkable. It's delicious. So very nice. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. So what do you think? I liked it. I feel like I might have, once you started describing the story, I might have heard it on a, one of those shows. 2020? Maybe. Dateline. Maybe. 2020. I've been falling asleep to that recently. <laughs> <laughs> nice bedtime stories. Oh, man. <laughs> Soothe me to sleep. But I, I agree with you that I just feel like you should be able to be carefree, no matter what age you are. I mean, yeah. she was in college, and this was... You're not a real adult yet, kind of, you know? So she's she's visiting her family. She's hanging out with her boyfriend. She felt the safest. Like, the that's, safest. That's she what gets me. She was less than a mile from her grandparents' oh house. Oh, my God. That's less disgusting. Less than a mile. That's the safest you feel mm-hmm. on a bicycle. The wild. I, I mean, couldn't imagine that. I used to go stay at my grandparents in Connecticut, and... My grandma's neighborhood, like we used, I I know that neighborhood like the back of my hand. It feels so safe, and I, I, it's so crazy. Yeah, it's really upsetting. I don't even know, but it's these types of stories, like I said, that really draw us in because you wonder, like, how could I make this more safe? Yes. What could I have done? What could have Ciara done different? Not that she did anything wrong. No, but like, how could her mom or like, how could we prevent? any of this from happening like what could we do better and the assholes who do these crimes are the are the people that make you think like they should be doing better like we should just be able to live our lives but you end up with that as a takeaway Mm -hmm. because we know they're not going to change because they don't care they're narcissistic they just they don't want to change they think they're fine yeah and we so we end up being like, what can we do to avoid you? Because we know you're out there and you're How fine living. Safer. So yeah. that I think that's why sometimes these laws come up because they don't want another family to feel that pain, even though none of these people could have done any, anything differently. It was kind of just like wrong place, wrong time, or they were being stalked, and you know you don't know these things when it's happening. It's so we don't know if he lived there, if he just it was like crime of opportunity had he watched sierra before like nobody he lived nearby and i think truly this was a crime of opportunity i really do yeah i think he was just riding by but what about the room he nothing else was ever tied to him so he you don't build a room and then just be like okay waiting for my so he had that one case the victim that testified oh yeah yeah And then there was another woman who was a sex worker and she went missing and she was potentially tied to him, but they never found her body and they could never tie him, tie that to him officially. Okay. He ended up telling his social worker or counselor who he was probably court mandated to go see 
that the next person he would do this to, he would bury. Mm. And CR was buried. Wow. So it's like there's no rehabilitation for this person. There's not. You know, sometimes we say with some people, they they don't belong in jail, but some people do. And he does because there's no getting better. You don't want to get better. Mm. You're you're too. It's just this darkness that you you can't get out of. Deserve to be around society. Right. The rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. You're not safe. But then that's hard because how do you know the people that are acting like they want to get better and then the people that I feel like you just know. I don't know. I don't know. And that's what let him out early. Oh, God. That's what let him out early. Three years and a four to ten year sentence. I mean, I don't Uh know. There's so many questions because it's like. There are people out there who are let out early and don't mess up again ever again. So it's just, yeah, it's just horrible. Well, I feel like if you kill maliciously with malicious intent, not, you know, negligent homicide, not anything like that. But if you are like first degree murder and they find that you planned it out, you had the intent, you probably just shouldn't come out. I don't know. Yeah. Unless it, well, what if it was like a domestic abuse situation? I don't know. God. I know. know. Well, that's Uh, not for us to determine So many loopholes. Okay. We're never going to solve this, but we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. One of these days. But thank you for listening. listening. (laughs) (laughs) And remember to darken the room. room.